here we are. Welcome back. Another fabulous Monday, everyone. Uh, tonight, uh, we are going through some homebrew that everybody dropped off with us. Uh, so we'll be we'll be working through working through that uh, throughout the evening. Um, but, uh, yeah, super chill, super chill night. No real, uh, no real, I guess, direction. We're going to try to get into some style. Yeah, no, no agenda. This is just going to be us kind of shooting the shit. Right. Um, so, outside of that. Prepared. Had to grab my first one. All right, we starting with a specific one. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, we got homebrew dropped off or picked up or acquired from what five or six different members of the keepers of craft if you include us i think yeah oh okay cool cool so we uh we came up with this wild idea last night uh at a club meeting <laughs> just to show how uh well prepared and, and uh, literally like 12 hours ago <laughs> yeah uh and the club came through though um Brian did some run around today, picked up some beer, and uh, yeah, thank you, Brian. You're welcome <laughs> for, for running, running that around, beer ferrying. Yeah, <laughs> I needed to get out of the house. I understand days. that for sure. What uh, what are we starting with? And and I think as we're doing this too, we should probably talk about like, well, I think it's important to mention that like, so yeah, we we might be doing like you know a little reviewing of these or whatever, but it, it's probably important to say that like you know we're all homebrewers and these were made by homebrewers. And what I mean by that is that they're made by individuals for individual tastes and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, half the beer that I make doesn't fit any style guideline whatsoever. So uh, it's not going to be so much formal, you know, uh, comparing, you know, apples to apples as it is uh, maybe, maybe what, you know, people would do just at a, you know, a what tastes good competition or something. I like those. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah, no, it, one one, I think. Oh, yeah. What's that? Oh, no. What are we starting with? Uh, we're starting with the Bilsner. Uh, so, this is uh, the, probably out of the beer that we have tonight. This is probably the lightest on the lineup, I think. Sweet. Um, so, Bilsner version 3.0, brewed by Bill Blakesley on November 8th. So, this is what? This is must have been bottled. Bottled, yeah. Bottled November 8th. Okay. Uh, I, yeah. I have a bottle opener tonight. Don't have to use a screwdriver. Don't have to make myself bleed. Hey, I've done that. I tried to use a pen, but that, was, <laughs> that failed. So another thing to point out, too, I mean, like Brian said, you know, these are um, homebrew beers made for homebrew tastes. Uh, we are also not. BJCP judges, we're not professional beer, uh, you know, judges. <laughs> we're, uh, we are, uh, what, uh, we are professional, professional beer, beer drinkers. drinkers. Yeah. No, we are professional <laughs> beer drinkers. Um, we are not professional or certified beer tasters. Uh, we just do the best we can and enjoy the beer. I think that uh, we have something like eight beers that we're yeah. donated. So we're going to at least try to get through half of those. And what we don't, we're going to, uh, get through like on other shows. I think we're going to try to hit at least one from every person that's not us that has homebrew um, tonight. So we'll see. I don't know. It depends. Uh, eight beers in a show. 
would be about. It's not like it's not been done before. I, know, I was yeah. gonna say. I was gonna say that's that's seltzer night, right? <laughs> seltzer night was a great night. Like uh, I was gonna say, I like Jordan's pour on that. I was gonna say, like that's it. Not a lot of beers like the horn. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean it. I mean it in a good way. I did a nice, like, gentle pour, and like that's probably not yeah, a good representation same. of what Bill's head. <laughs> What Bill's head looks like. Oh, no, no. That's, a, that's a topic for another show. <laughs> it just hit the shit right out of it. <clears throat> Cheers, Bill. Thanks for letting us suck down your head. Yeah. <laughs> so, first impressions are um, uh, not. I want to describe the flavor as like skunky because it's not. It's like it's sort of like a that <clears throat> dark, danky bitterness. A yeah, I was gonna say I get get a little dang out of it, but it, it reminds me of of Pilsner, though. I mean, it's uh, Pilsner it, it have that um, gorgeous color. Like, yeah, <clears throat> it um. So it is a German Pilsner, and I think this is version three, uh, like you said, that he's made of it. Um, but yeah, it has it has very much like a a mixed, almost like American lager taste to it too, you know, like, yeah. uh, it's, it's very clean though. There's no fruitiness, no, uh, you know, no off flavors. I think I get the, the crispiness of the hops and, you know, kind of the, 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 the malty crackery, uh, characteristics. Um, it's crisp. It's good. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is very good. I know it's it's going to be one of those beers that I'm glad we started with because it's going to be uh, gone pretty quick. I think that that's probably one thing that I really you 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 mentioned uh, malt flavors and stuff like that. That's one thing that I really suck at. As far as uh, whenever I talk about beer and, and like describing people's beer to them, like there's always like one flavor that sticks out, and I tend to like like hyper focus on it. Like in this beer, it's, you know, the little bit of like the bitterness or whatever the hops are doing to it. I was going to say, that was uh, one thing I would say with it is that maybe it's a touch bitter, a more bitter than what I'm used to with Pilsners, but I like it. It's not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'd be interested. I don't know if he's on or watching, but I'd be interested to know what type of hops he uses. Yeah, there's, um, you know, just trying to run through what, what you know, if, if we were BJCP. Oh, is this a harvest IP? Is that what he says? Is that what this is? Oh, maybe that's what it was. Oh, yeah, we did have this fucking conversation on Saturday. Uh, yeah, this is this is from his hops on his uh, on the side of his house. Is it? Well, I guess that that. I mean, so it's got it's got a great aroma, uh, really clean. Like you know, for a, a, a if this was was if this was a pilsnery, I'm not getting any of like the cream corn or. Well, and and so I think having forgot that, I think at least we called it pretty well. Like the the bitterness is what you know for sure. I would call like an IPL, and yep, you know the the crispness definitely. uh, I forget what. uh, That's very good. I forget what. Oh yeah, because you know what, he came over to my house to grab like six pounds of malt to make this beer. Um, <laughs> you got your own malt shop downstairs now. I, I'm, I'm like not even a beer in, and I'm already like forgetting all the details. I'm like all this shit. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say, God, I don't know if it was this beer or the beer before it too. He used a, a mix of Harvest and Global to make it. Interesting. I don't know if that's this one or not, Patrick. I know he dropped the beer off. There we go. German Pilsner, not Harvest. 
Tetninger. It is Tetninger. Oh, it okay. is the German Pilsner. Right okay. now, the <laughs> God damn. Okay. So. Yay. Starting right off good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, next time we do this, and, and, and for homebrewers that, that watch or people that might pick this up in the future, we want to do more of these. We want to actually love to do like either every episode we could do somebody's homebrew review. Um, maybe even do like a segment. Uh, but we need to uh, we need to get more details on the beer. Like, that was, I mean, that was, I mean, that was we, like I said, this we, week, yeah, right. Yeah. We picked this up, you know, not even twelve hours ago, and and ran with it, and um, but yeah. So now that we've got Bill German in uh, chiming in, it is a German uh, Pilsner Tettinger uh, hops. He says about forty IBUs, and it is the mixed yeast. Yeah, interesting. Oh, no pregame tonight, Ron. Not yet. I specifically knew that, <laughs> that we had eight beers that we were potentially going to get through, and I'm like, yeah. not even a beer with dinner tonight. That's yeah. I was same way. I was like, man, I usually have have one with dinner. You know, one when I get home, I'm just you know, putzing around yeah. the kitchen or whatever. And I was like, no, not not tonight. So I mean, you know, just going down the the things, knocking it out. It smells amazing. Uh, you know, good straw, hay hot presence it looks it looks beautiful it's crystal clear nice super awesome color and uh tastes exactly like a german lager i think really should taste or an american version of a german lager maybe um bill won the bell's homebrew competition in 2019 there wasn't one in 2020 and that's i mean it shows that this is uh another uh, the dude knows how to brew it's good beer Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's, a, it's definitely something I need to get more on the bandwagon for is brewing Pilsners. I haven't actually done one, unfortunately. But. I think that, uh, so it's getting easier and easier to brew them or at least brew like, you know, pseudo lagers. Like, uh, uh we, we had a last night for our own homebrew club meeting. We had, uh, uh, is it the president of Omega East? Is that his title there? Lance oh, yeah. co-founder uh, co-founder yeah owner i think owner title. Hold yeah on. yeah but uh <laughs> yeah his official title is listed as owner of omega yeast yeah lance shaner oh great dude but he uh yeah he had a nice little presentation on pseudo loggers and uh i think one of the the coolest things that um excuse me i got out of that presentation was uh um that uh, a lot of the, the the yeast that are coming out that they're producing, you know, uh, can produce lager like flavors. Like if you, if you if you taste this, um, some of that kind of American lager thing that I get out of it is probably in the aroma. It's just like maybe the slightest bit of like sulfur or something, which I that's how I identify a lager. Um, but but these uh, clean Kvikis, like a Lutra, Oslo, Arset, um, they they can be fermented anyway and, and produce really clean flavors, uh, really no all flavors at like super high temperatures. You don't have to temp control it anymore. Um, and it used to be, you know, even like five years ago, if you want to make a lager, you need a freezer to stick your shit in right. and like keep it, you know, in the 50s or whatever. And I don't think that's necessarily so much the case anymore. I don't know how well they would do in competitions. I made a pseudo lager with Oslo a couple years ago. Um, and I think it got like, it got like a respectable 32 or something like that. 
Um, but the notes definitely said that like it felt fuller, um, like like it, it had a um, a more full mouthfeel. It was missing like a sharpness, and part of that might be because uh, these kvike yeasts uh, like lower uh, the final pH a little bit. And so, you know, Lance had a little bit of a presentation on potentially adjusting pH, you know, to have it uh, land a little bit higher once it's done. Um, and I think that some of these yeasts, I read somewhere, I don't know if this is founded at all, but um, that a lot of these quike yeasts, uh, especially at like higher temperatures, tend to produce more, um, is it glycerol? So, is that the word I'm looking for? Is that what yeast produces? There's like glycerol, glycerin, glycol. Um, but uh, which which tends to add to body as well. Um, so like it's the flavor is clean. Like if you were to brew like this with like a you know brew one recipe with harvest and put it right next to a recipe with arset or something like that and ferment them you know both the same at maybe their appropriate temperatures mid fifties and then maybe like eighties or nineties or something like that. Um, like I, I think that the difference would be substantially noticeable i wonder if there's even like a brew philosophy thing that they do yeah thank you <laughs> no thanks but uh <laughs> i don't know board next time it, it it's it's hard to explain tastes sometimes um but i definitely encourage anybody to to play with those yeasts because yeah i i'm i'm I, I'm really eager to get one in. And in fact, um, I know some of us got some entries on a competition that's coming up in Texas in January. And, and I may even switch and roll because uh, I did a pseudo pseudo lager Pilsner uh, with Lutra, uh, one of Omega's yeasts a few weeks ago. And unfortunately I had an accident. I lost most of that keg, but I want to kind of redo it, rebrew it. And uh, I might get one in and get it in competition just to see, uh, what kind of feedback I get. Cause I, I almost, I, I see what you, or I, I agree with you with like the, the mouthfeel and the, it's, it's, I think depending on the temperature and, and maybe like you said, the pH, you're going to get a little bit more of that ale feel than, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that lagery crispness. And I'm curious to see how some of these pseudo lager uh, or uh, pseudo Pilsner type yeast that they're coming out with are going to stand up. Yeah, but I did. I did one a while ago. I guess. I guess then I should say I've never done. I've never done a traditional lager. I brewed one beer with Oslo Brian. I think I got a vial from you yeah, a while back. Um, I still have a bunch of it. I stuffed it up and propagated it. Um, so I want to try it again. But there was there was just something a little off about that beer. So I want to do something that was there was it was a busy beer though. So I want to do something <laughs> that's a little little more simple, straight ahead. And like you know, Lance was talking about last night too. The they're definitely more uh, nutrient hungry yeah. than than a normal yeast. So uh, there's a little bit extra care that you have to you have to do there. And and because of that, a little bit, I think um, sometimes they're maybe just not as consistent from batch to batch too. Um, like I spent all of 2018, 19. What year is it? I think it was all 2019. Uh, fucking with yeah. different like like strains and stuff like that, and I made some good beers. Like I think I took second in that like like competition down in Indiana that we did, um, with like a like a IPA. Um, but like some I had I made some you know amazingly 
nail polishy uh, beer as oh, well. Yeah. Which I think you guys got the uh, fine fortune of tasting. It, it wasn't. Yeah, I do remember the nail polish beer, but it wasn't just that, man. I mean, they're all the breweries like in, in 2019, like for a while, it seemed like everybody, as soon as Vite came out, everybody was jumping on it. And there were some just horrendously bad examples of it, uh, you know, made by the big guys too. Yeah. So, and I think, I think it's, you know, people here that you can, you can have such a wide range of fermentation temperature and, um, you know, then there's, you know, like Lance said last night, the rumors of, you know, pitching it, uh, under pitching it versus, you know, over pitching or uh, that you're supposed to under pitch it. And just people were doing just really crazy shit with it. Um, and, you know, turning out some, some pretty off the wall beers, but I, I don't know. I, I watched this presentation last night. Um, you know, I, I, I still think, you know, if you treat it just like you would any other yeast, even though it just, cause it can do, uh, 107 degrees, um, with, uh, 1 million, you know, cell per liter pitch rate or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Doesn't mean you should. Um, but Hey, we can find out more about that. You know, we keep talking about Omega and Lance and everything. I should just say, uh, he has agreed to come on the show. We haven't nailed the date down with him, but we will have Omega yeast on. Uh, oh, I didn't realize I was repping. <laughs> yeah, Ryan's repping. Uh, so we'll actually have a, a Lance on sometime in the near future uh, and, and learn a lot more about Omega yeast and, and yeast in general. And, and that will be, uh, uh, I mean, the presentation he did last night for the club was awesome. So I can't wait to just kind of go off topic and talk to the guy. Yeah, it'll be a big knowledge drop for sure. <sighs> We have yeah. to do all the, the science uh, intros for you. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> yeah. That was one thing I took away is that they are, that presentation that they gave us was super technical. It's like great. They, yeah. They, yeah. It was amazing. They get, they get really into it and that's, you know, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, one thing I want to try that I, I really haven't seen any, uh, I don't know, data on or like, you know, experiments or anybody do anything with is like, a. So, so the Kvike strains that they were uh, testing were shown to be not just like really heat resistant, but like um, they could do well in like colder temperatures too. They were, he called it stress resistant. Mm -hmm. So um, like, I think, I think all the yeast for sure, they had Hothead, Hornendal and Voss that they listed. And I think all of those uh, could still perform at like lager temperatures. Um, in this with the same the same way that like all the normal logger yeast that we used to so interested to see maybe someday what a cold fermented you know like right hornendal ipa would taste like or something like that i don't know i have a i do have a question for you brian because i i wonder if you uh, keyed into it but are you, are you gonna start a, a kvike log hanging up in your basement <laughs> I, i'm probably not so the only reason that i'm not is because a lot of you guys know i run a rabbit rescue yeah my just and, add to it, know, man. Gr granted these things are you know hanging out in barns or whatever you know out in you know norway or something but well no they keep them submerged in beer don't they i think no i, no, I think no, uh, they, they the, hang them and dry them the, the ring they they, they yeah they, yeah it's submerged in beer when they're fermenting and then when they're done they take it back out and hang it up and, it, and then the yeast dries on it. So it does, but uh, I feel like I watched a video where like some people store it like in in beer too, and it, it might not. It might be. It might, it's probably a different thing. The, the picture we had last night was yeah. uh, 
Definitely dry and crusty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess we should get, you know, I don't know how many people are watching us that didn't watch it last night. We should catch him up. So in Norway, yeah. they keep these logs. These it showed like a wreath basically Fight, made clickering. out of what? Yeah, yeah. Viking. Um, that they use to capture their yeast. And yeah, they just, they, they have it hung up when they're ready to pitch. They drop the whole log inside their beer, let it do its thing and then pull it back out. They, yeah. Pull it back out and hang it up. Yep. I also found it was interesting and I didn't know this last night and I was laughing at it. It was uh Vike is Norwegian for yeast. So saying Vike yeast is yeast, <laughs> like saying yeah. koala bear, right? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And it's not a style of beer. You don't have a, mm-hmm. You don't have a quike beer. You have a yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so saying that you have a, a quike lager is a yeast lager. Uh, I think uh, whatever. One, one thing too that you know people started saying too, and when, when I, this is now a quike you know uh, show, but uh, right, episode. yeah. <laughs> I it's my it's my personal opinion, and I think that a lot of this was uh, shared in the homebrew community back when these yeasts started becoming uh, you know popular and widespread. That um, it's when when you when you use the strain, like make sure to use the family that it came from too, because you know these families shared these yeast with the world basically, and it's just like right. it's good, common, you know, uh, it's 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 respectful, I guess. <laughs> to, so, you know, so- say I'm I've used I'm using Voskvike or I'm using Hornendal Kvike or Oslo Kvike, yeah. Yeah, I, well, except for Lutraquake, because Omega just made that up. So yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, Oslo's capital or whatever. But um, but I, one thing to ask though, I don't know, Bill, since we did just go down this whole Vike rabbit hole, was this even made with a Vike? Is it? Uh, you know, maybe we just went completely off fucking topic. And- this is this is harvest, or this is the the harvest and global harvest and global. Yeah, no, that was that was me. That was me. Going off saying I've you know I've never really oh. done a logger and then Brian going down the rabbit hole of it. My bad. It's, it's becoming a lot easier. No, it's great. <laughs> it's all it's all good information. All right. Well, my glass is almost empty. So who's on deck? I I say so. Final impressions on the beer. Look, look was amazing. Crystal great. clear. Yep. Color was beautiful. Smell the aroma. Um, yeah. Right. They had like a um, effervescence to it. A slight you know hoppiness. The hopping the hops were more present than like malt for me on the aroma but that's i mean it's a german pills and i think that's probably yeah that's yeah. appropriate i guess um mouthfeel i mean it was carbonated perfectly um great not, head. Uh, yeah great head, especially when poured in a horn <laughs> yeah. so if, if you want to bill when you when you need to impress your guests now yeah uh color of the head was beautiful is like pearly white uh, overall, just a, a really nice beer bill that would absolutely metal in any competition you sent it to. Uh, yeah, I think hands down. You know, one of my favorite things that used to be on the on the older version, I think, of the BJCP score sheets was, uh, or at least when I first started brewing and I was getting my sheets back, they'd say, you know, would you <clears throat> would you drink it again? Would you buy a pint? Or would you buy a six pack? And uh, I would absolutely go out and buy a six pack. Oh yeah, yeah, easily over and over and over again. Yeah. So, oh, real quick. Hey, Deb, tag a brew on. Just calling out a shout out. Thanks for watching. <laughs> I, I, I have a, a rabbit in my office. One one moment, please. <laughs> we need to have a tag down there that says rabbit on the loose. I, I, I was, 
Yeah. Oh, and David got a growler. You know what? I got. Uh, we'll fill in until Brian gets back because I think he had another the next beer that he wanted to go into. But uh, right in the beginning, or relatively early in COVID, uh, we were doing like beer exchanges in the club, and and I remember, uh, you know, like Bill came over and I had like sanitized some beer and put on my porch, and and Bill left some, you know, his beer and took some of my beer, and I got a growler of this, and it was. Uh, I think version one or two, and it was it was amazing back then. And he just keeps iterating on it, and it's just getting better and better. So I've returned. Hey, welcome the rabbit back. has been evacuated. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was avocado right. toast. I left a, oh. I left the door open. She worked her way in and was pulling up carpet in the side of my room. So, <laughs> so yeah, where are we going next? Yeah. Uh, is Patrick on? Has he commented? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He's he's on there. We we're uh, we we're waiting for a sec because uh, we didn't want to do Patrick's beer before he got onto the stream. So uh, oh, now that, that he's here, that's the PY. That's the PY. All right, all right. So this one, what is this one? Um, I believe it's an Irish stout. Gosh, Patrick, correct me if I'm wrong on this. I, I know I talked to you, and then I'm already one beer in, and that's how I roll, but. But I, I don't remember, uh, Patrick can comment if it has any special adjuncts, if it's just a straight Irish stout. Um, I know at one point there was a discussion about a beer that he was brewing. Yeah, cold steeped, all the dark grains. Cool. Yeah, so I couldn't remember if this one has got pumpkin or if this wasn't the pumpkin, pecan, maple one. That I, right, hold on. No. Okay. <laughs> so I feel like... Uh, you know, this, it's particularly close to home as uh, we have a lot of Irish stout champions in the uh, the Michigan Brews crew. There's a, there's a few of them on, on screen here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right on. <laughs> it's it's my favorite category uh, uh, to brew. It's 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 probably my longest running. Uh, consistently meddling category, uh, barring a few hiccups along the road. But my my yeah. first impression is that the aroma is um, amazing. It smells like a malty, you know, dark malts, um, chocolate. I don't get a whole bunch of like coffee or anything. I don't. That's not super appropriate in Irish stouts, really. Like it, Irish extra is supposed to maybe have like a little bit of vanilla to it, maybe a little coffee. But it's got that it's got that nose, that Irish nose, and I I, I, I kind of call it like uh, it's almost a little green. And I get this off my my coffee stuff yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I, I always get that like green grassy, uh, you know, notes to it, and it has that. It's it's an Irish style, or definitely the Irish yeast, which he says he used. So yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, four point five percent. I don't know if that fits the category. That might be a touch, or it might be just. Gooten on the outside of appropriate, but yeah, I mean, it's just on the bottom side. It's, it's fine. Like, you know, when you enter a beer into a competition, uh, you're not listing the ABV. Uh, I can't personally tell the difference between a four and a half percent beer and a six and a half percent beer. Well, but, not immediately. Maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say it's technically right at the low end. Cool. Okay. Right, right at the low end of, of, of that, um, Band, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, color is beautiful. It's jet black, as far as I can tell. My lighting yeah. here isn't the best, but 
Yep. But yeah, yeah, no, I think. Yeah, I think I think it fits the category, and it's it's. I don't I don't taste like I smell, I smell what Jason was getting at, but I don't, I don't taste, any of that green apple. That's that's something that I'm quite susceptible to. I pick up on. And very you you are, things. and yeah, it doesn't smell like a. It it just smells like sweet grain to me a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't. I want to say it wasn't green apple. The, the smell is just a green, like a grassy, like a, like, um, a like a fresh. Hay. Yeah, but fresh. Yeah, I see, uh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, no, not yeah, not the green apple. The green apple you pick up off of like some oxidation or whatever. I didn't mean that. It's not in a negative way. Um, I just it's what it reminds me of when I when I smell it. You know, it's it's uh it's green, um, grassy, hay, fieldy kind of thing. Um, it's my my first impression is is and I see you said he watered it down. It is a little thin. You know, it doesn't have the kind of body. Uh, to go or hold up like I would expect it to to be. I could I could uh, follow I could follow that. I en- I enjoy it. I will say that I I enjoy the body on it. But yeah, I can see where you know category wise it might be a little thin. Yeah, um, carbonation is good. It is. Uh, I was just gonna say it's. Um, so I usually like my beer a little bit over carbonated even. Um, but for me, like for this particular beer and the way that it tastes and everything like that, the car it's it's almost creamy. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of drinking uh, cold brew coffee in its consistency a little bit um, yep. with, with, with carbonation still, but like in the best possible way. Yeah. I've, I've had, I've had that. I actually, I like my beers a little undercarved uh, to the point to where I've entered in beers and competitions and they're like, it's good beer, but a little low on the carb. I'm like, mm, so you know, but that's just so me this, personally. That, uh, that, picking? I think, uh, and just, to, uh, I almost lost it, Brian, uh, nitpicking a little bit slightly. And it's, it's based off a lot of the feedback that I've gotten over the years in Irish. Um, I feel like the hot bitter is a little bit high. I don't know what the IBUs were, but, uh, the, the thing that I've gotten almost, and, and I can show you sometime, Patrick, I've got 40 score sheets on, um, Irish stouts and they always talk about balancing the hot bitter to the malt bitter. And I think you're cold steeping, you know, so you have almost no malt bitter, uh, which is awesome. And and I've actually done a lot over the years to try to reduce the malt bitter, but I almost think you have a little too much hops in here. There's a, I'm getting that hot mouth feel. Uh, yeah, almost they're, like they're lingering a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, can see, I can see that. That's it's really good. I just, that would I'd say, like I said, nitpicking, try to maybe, maybe, scale back a quarter ounce on your bittering hops or something that's good the the smell that you like mentioned the aroma like um i can sort of taste that a little bit after i burp and again it's not it's not any sort of off flavor or anything like that it's just that sort of uh it's that sweetness for for me like any time that i taste something that's like a I don't know. I have a I have this weird thing about like lingering aftertaste and stuff, especially when I burp. Like uh, Oberon this year, just out of cans, had a really <clears> awful <throat> taste for me when I burped. It was fine out of bottles, fine off draft, um, and some of their other IPAs, um, like their Kvike IPAs, like it's almost like a, a yeastiness or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's what this is on this beer. Um, I think it might just be the bitterness, um, and and it's not overwhelmingly 
like like again yeah it's it's nitpicking it's like this is yeah. an above average beer that that well even he even said this time he, they went a quarter ounce more on their magnum at 60 okay. and, yep. and <laughs> uh, than they did last time so i i think that's what it is i think just a little bit too much on the on the hot bitterness and it's just a it's just a i think i don't think it would like really affect the score um i just think it would be a comment that you would see on your score sheet uh you know, if we look, I'm trying to keep the score sheet up in my other screen here, you know, so that that flavor, I can see that and the overall impression is probably where, more where I'd see that comment is that the the, the hot bitterness kind of uh, takes, you know, center stage and, uh, you know, it doesn't really balance well with a malt bitterness because as a stout, that's what they want to see is on the Irish stout category anyway, is like a balance of that malt and hop. One of the things I, I, when I was brewing these, and where I got my ass handed to me all the time was the malt bitter. I was the other way. Uh, so I do, I think, one ounce of EKG in as my bittering hop. So I'm using a very low. But I, I used to use, um, like I started using Black Patent or, or um, Black Prince malts, which are, you know, more on the bitter charcoal dark range. And then, you know, over the years and then talking with David Jones learned about um, uh, Carafa 3 and the debitter dehusk uh, yep. grains. And that really kind of, that's when I think I started seeing my, my scores go really, really high is when I started to pull back on the on the malt bitter. So here I think, and like David, I think just agreed in, in the chat, uh, an ounce of Magnum, a little bit high. Uh, a little bit too much of the malt bitter, especially, but overall, yeah, especially at sixty. Yeah, overall, oh. it's a good, good version. Uh, good take on an Irish stout. And and going back to what you said, Brian, I think that smell that I get, I get it off of anything that uses like Irish yeast. Like it's just that I know when it's an Irish stout because it has that smell. <laughs> just so, just and out of just, curiosity, I, I went back to look at my. Uh, so I, I brewed a. An Irish stout for my buddy's birthday sometime last year on the uh, the request of of his sister, and I wanted to see what hops I was using and what yeast I was using. And funny enough, like so for for hops, I ended up using Northern Brewer, uh, an ounce of that at sixty, which is only like a a half percent alpha. But I use uh, I used Kaiser yeast, which is uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's like a German like uh, German uh, ale yeah. yeast, yeah. And uh, I like I'm trying to think back on my um, my thought process for that, and I think it ended up being, and maybe for the same reason that uh, that um, you know Patrick is using like clean like bitter hops and stuff like that. It's very clean tasting yeast. It just takes a long ass time for it to fall out of suspension. I remember this beer like still pouring a little weird out of the keg like after you know, <laughs> cold crashing for a week. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so Drew, uh, yeah, Black Prince is debittered as well. So Drew commented on my statement. Um, so you have you have Black Patton, which is not debittered. It's not dehusked. Black Prince is debittered, but I think it is roasted longer. Um, it is a more bitter malt, at least in from what I know, than Carafa's in the specials. Carafa specials, I think, maybe even come in a little bit lower. You get a little bit less of that charcoal. So that was my my um, journey through uh, Colombian grind was black patent, black print, still too bitter, then into the crafas and it's smoothed it out a lot. So that's my tip. Anybody that wants to 
brew Irish stout look at Carafa three, and I got that from David. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know the other and Irish beer, uh, roasted barley, right? Roasted barley. Uh, depending on which way you're going with it, you know, Irish stout should have uh, dark chocolate characteristics or coffee characteristics. I actually, um, I add coffee to mine, and I don't indicate it on the recipe oh, sheets to the judge. Horrible, terrible person. <laughs> you know, like all the medals. Um, <laughs> but that's that's because I'm... I'm and, and it's funny because they're they're telling me like oh a nice coffee balance I'm like shit no there's there's a cup and a half of coffee in that glass um, but yeah uh, I don't know where I was going on that Patrick it's a good take on it good beer yeah. overall impression yep. I think it's it's fine to style mm -hmm. uh, the that would just be my nitpicking would be dial back the hops a little bit <clears throat> maybe maybe add a little bit more malt just to get the body up maybe look at uh, adding some small amounts of adjunct malts that that can add to body like help me brian uh well oats oats yeah some flaked yeah. oats uh i do i do put flaked oats in mine um do maybe really? even, yeah i do flake um, barley I, I use chocolate rye in mine uh so yeah, rye that's, is, that's is an interesting is, idea <laughs> Yeah, I'm drawing a blank because I'm already this shit's hitting me good. So, but that's what I would say. Maybe, maybe yeah, add, four and a half percent you know, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> add a couple pounds of some adjuncts to bring in the body and then dial back the hops a little bit. But you guys got it going on. I think the cold steeping that you're doing is just the ticket. I like it. I, uh, I I want more carbonation, but that's me. That's how I serve all my beers. I uh, I like them burn my tongue a little bit I'll, I'll, i know it's not appropriate i know you'll fight me on it yeah yeah i'll say carbonation was great patrick I, i'm enjoying this but yeah again that's you know unless you're going specifically to style you know as we said in the beginning of the show this is homebrew brewed to home you know to a homebrewer's taste yeah. so you make the beer that you want that's you know and that's what it is so color was good um and brines are all sparkling uh i know <laughs> uh yeah Foam color is good. You can always tell there's roasted. I, this is my guess, Patrick. I hope there's roasted barley in here. I, I always say that I can tell there's roasted uh, barley in a in a stout when the the foam is like a more of a tannish color. Um, yep. that's a signal for me. But uh, yeah, I think that's appropriate. It smells great. It has you know maybe that it's the hop thing. Um, tastes fine. I want more carbonation. Everybody else says it's fine. Uh, overall, just uh, I mean, solid beer. It is very good. Um, yeah, really easy. Got, that's really drinkable too. Like talking, you know, that whole time and having the beer be gone. Like it's it's always a sign to me when I like something because I'll keep drinking it and not really think about it. Um, it means it's not too sweet. It means it's just like yeah. I mean, when I go to a restaurant or something, that's that's what I want to. That's what you want to make because you want to make sure that people are drinking, you know, more beer, pretty much. And yeah, it's gone. Uh, <laughs> I'd actually, like to, you know, you talk about the carbonation. I'd like to throw this on nitro and get that, uh, you know, kind of creaminess with it. It'd be good if we do. Uh, if, you, if you bring this to homebrew next year, um, get with McQuillan and and uh, and do a nitro keg of it. <clears throat> Thanks, good. Left we'll have, to have uh, 
Jordan Chugga's beer. Yeah, what's next? Yeah, I know you guys like. I'm such an amateur. It's 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 easier when you don't drink out of a horn. Don't spill on your keyboard. No, that's that's true because if I put this down too fast, it splashes me in the face. (laughs) So I know. um, We got a beer from Jeff. We got a beer from. I know from from Brandon, Brandon we've got an uh, IP we've got an IPA we've got a Galaxy IPA and we've got a uh, a fruited stout. Excuse me. Yes. Um, and then from Jeff, we got a double triple IPA. Right. And and the vanilla. And the vanilla bitter. Right. Um, which oh, I yeah. think we might save because he's he he sounded pretty intent on having us try to blend that. Um, yeah, so we can try it on its own, and then maybe like uh, get some. some he, he suggested Bud Light, honestly, for a blend, but we can interesting. We can maybe get some other suggestions. That's right, fruited corner. And I haven't seen Jeff comment yet, so we'll save Jeff. So I guess let's move into Brandon's IPA. Okay. All right. So Brandon's a a newer brewer, a newer member of our club, probably one of the newer yeah. ones that we have. I think. Speaking right? of Bud Light, Bud Light, yeah. <laughs> Brandon, I loved your pictures. Making I love uh, I love seeing your rig like that. Your uh, your hood's amazing. Uh, you know, I did. I just saw that on Facebook, and that was something that I, I should have commented because uh, you know I just saw it in passing. But yeah, that looked like an interesting downstairs basement apparatus. That's awesome. Yeah. And in fact, I, I was telling Amy about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, Brandon, you know, got his wife to brew with him for how to brew day or learn how to brew day. And Amy's like, well, I would do that with you. She's like, I'd want to pick my own recipe. I'm like, well, he let his wife, uh, you know, pick pick the recipe, too. So I believe it's why they did pumpkin, right? Yeah. So maybe uh, I'm going to do that. So thank you, Brandon, for sharing those pictures and that story. All right. I got to finish this up. Um, I'm going to pull up the descriptions of these hops because I'm not familiar enough with either of them. I'm assuming it's Galaxy and Enigma. It's called Galactic Enigma. I'm familiar enough with Galaxy, I guess. So, Yeah, I don't know much about Enigma. Outside of, isn't that what they use to debunk the Nazi codes or whatever? Maybe. Some, some sort of machine. I do feel like, though, that, yeah, you're right, the Enigma machine. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I need to go, like, bury this in my trash can so my neighbors don't see a, a fucking Bud Light bottle. In my Wear it proudly. <laughs> God damn it. Um, so they share a lot of uh, um, a lot of common descriptors. Um, in terms of, like, uh, on, like, a one to five scale, uh, they both are in, like, the three to four range for, like, citrus. Uh, mid-range for like tropical fruitiness and mid-range maybe a little low for like floral um you know it's kind of where they're hanging out at but mostly citrus um we got a lot of like tropical fruit descriptors uh, pineapple and peach for galaxy berry stone fruit raspberry for enigma Mm. Um, even some white wine like uh like nelson so that came right to to mind when i first smelled it was some Kind of whiny. Yep. Yeah. 
So I'm really trying hard. I want to take a drink of it and then just spit it out and start gagging and choking. Brandon, I'm just... <laughs> just be like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, you guys got Bud Light ones. Okay. I was starting oh, to figure out where you had yeah, no, yeah. I, I, got, I got the double two-hearted, so... Yeah, no, that's why I held up Bud Light. <laughs> uh, like he says, I literally good. dumped out... Oh, my mouse isn't working, but dumped out two bottles of uh, Bud Light to fill these. So do you just keep Bud Light around so you have emergency bottles? Is that what I... <laughs> uh, and then what, what are you asking, David? Enigma. That's a hot... New Zealand rather than odd. Oh. Take it up in chat. So I just covered up my glass. Um doing some some you know pass bys or whatever. My um my very first big whiff, like what came to mind was like berries. Mm. Uh, I got a lot of berry at first. Um it's gone now. And it's more of that like citrus floral thing, but I had a big old berry blast in my face for a second. I get you know that that first smell after I poured it, I got that grape leaf kind of quality that I, I get sometimes from Nelson. Yeah, I was gonna say that like Nelson reminds me a bit of that. And uh it's one of my favorite hops. It is New Zealand hops, right? Or these Aussie hops. Where's Enigma from? Shit, I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. All right, whatever. Yeah, from Australia. They're yeah, he's Australia. he's saying they're Aussie, Aussie Enigma. They're... Yeah, I'm sure there's some New Zealand hops that are that are that start with E, but so I get melon, like maybe stone fruit melon, almost I like I a fruit I can see a little stone fruit. I'm not getting melon. Hmm. On this one, I'm gonna have to before Brian can jump in on it. Yeah. <clears throat> I need more carbonation, right? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> my that's my first thing. Um, again, I, I I just like my stuff with with a lot of bubbles. Um, and this um, there's a lot of breweries in town. I feel like that serve their beer, um, serve really great, amazing beer, but it's just a little too low of a carbonation for me and it makes me just want to like leave it sit there like it's hard for me to like i just don't want to pick it back up and like chug it down again this i do it's delicious this this has but, a great taste like um i i've i mean we all do we all fucking love ipas but uh it's so hard to pick one up and describe it because no, there's like you know an unlimited number of like hop combinations you can do, and every single beer just has some like unique and interesting qualities to it. And my palate's not trained good enough to like pick those out. <clears throat> so <clears throat> he's saying a bottling issue. Oh, and okay. I don't, I don't understand, Brandon. It's not like we didn't give you plenty of fucking notice to get this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ, man. So what does so the cap says uh Galactic Enigma IPA dash B E. I'm not sure what the the B E maybe 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 Brandon Edwards. Oh, it is B E. Oh, oh Brandon Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least maybe he can prove me wrong, but that's what I took it as. <laughs> 
You're smart. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm going home. Um, if, if I take a big ass glug of the beer, like not just like, you know, <laughs> pussyfoot sip it. Like it has, it, I I get those wine characteristics for sure. Like I I get it in like the back of my throat. Like when when Brandon shit, you know, hits me in the back of my throat, man. It's just you can feel it. Mm. Again, yeah, topic for another show. I get a lot of wine out of this. Like it, it's like, which it reminds me a lot of like Nelson. You know, going through my banners and shit, I have all these banners for Brian. I have like a fuck you, Brian. <laughs> you know, broke shit, Brian. For some reason, I have a banner that said, did he just say horse penis? But um, <laughs> I don't have anything for you, Jordan. I don't. Brian, I, I, I'm just with I'm just the... <laughs> <clears throat> Whatever. I get the viney whiny too. I get new. I, I do. I, I get the New Zealandy Nelsony. Even though this isn't a New Zealand, I don't know. I, I get that. But um, yeah, I get, I get it too. Um, yeah, it's almost like a. Uh, yeah. I hate saying this, but when I burp, it's almost like a like a fruited smeared off sort of taste to me. I know it's like a weird thing to say, but it has like this, uh, like carbonated alcoholic fruit drink thing going on. And it's like, it's good. Like, it's not a bad thing. It's just like, it's the combination of, uh, the carbonation and like, these are, I still get a lot of berry too. Like on my first sniff. I don't know. I don't know if this is just like white me and my palate, me. but it, it tastes, it's, it's kind of sweet at least to me. But then again, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a dry, dry beer kind of guy, but I uh, it definitely has some some latent sweetness. I don't know what the final gravity was. That's what I was going to ask. It's a, a, a eighteen or twenty or the, the higher range, but no, I'd absolutely wager in the twenties. I'd be interested to see. I, I think it needs, it, yeah, Brandon. If it wasn't a bottling issue, I would go back down and jack up the CO two on the keg. <laughs> Do I really, Patrick? I try to <laughs> mute myself, man. <laughs> oh, are you are you talking, talking about, about how many? Brian judges his beers off of how he burps. That's I why he do. likes the carbonation. Honestly, <laughs> almost every discussion that we have with you about how a beer tastes, you always go to how the burp tastes. Like that, start calling you Rick. <laughs> but what's funny is right now I'm burping like a motherfucker. So you said it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, man. My cheeks are uh, just the alcohol. Call me I'm out. Say you can definitely you can definitely see it on me. I'm getting rosy. I also don't have oh, it, don't like have any airflow in this, you know, troglodyte cave of mine. So that's that might be part of it. <clears throat> Wait, did you did you get one of those weird lights too, Brian? No, I I literally have a. Uh, so it's from Jackson Lamp Company. It's just like a desk lamp, but it's a. Uh, it's it's amazing. It's nice. It has like a uh, one of those pads where you can put your phone to charge and shit on it, and oh, neat, you can neat. adjust like the the hue and the brightness and everything. So it can go over to cool white to soft white. I need to get a ring light though. I need to. Yeah, that's gonna be on on my list. It's like yeah, not gonna be any of them. You guys look brighter, but you guys have bright backgrounds. I have a dark background that I'm against. So that's true. Yeah, I also have you know 
right now three monitors and most of them have white screens on them. So there's you, a lot you don't of... have a fan going down there or anything. No, I should. There's not even like a like all the we ducting are, goes right above me, but there's no exit. Like who who does this? How is why is it built this way? But yeah, there's no. I should have a fan. I have I have a a heating fan for when it gets you know 50 degrees in my basement during the winter, but that's not going to help me right now. So Brandon wants us to drink his porter. We're only 50 minutes in, so maybe we can uh, bust through Jeff's and get into the porter or something. We'll see. It's Jeff, it's Jeff, if you're here, let us know. And uh, Or maybe we say both is until he can be on and maybe go right into the porter. I don't know. Maybe. I, Jeff's not here, I think we go in the porter. But. Um, it, it was kind of controversial. Some people I talked to liked it and some people didn't, but uh, um, BCBS Bramble two years ago, um, the Bourbon County style Bramble, it was like a, uh, you know, Bourbon <laughs> County with brambly berries. I had like raspberries and some other shit in it, but um, I thought it was excellent. Um, I really liked it. So, and I've never really had another fruited porter or stout or anything like that since. So yeah, I'm, I'm totally all about busting into that. Um, how many pounds of fruit? Well, we, we can go into that when we get into the beer, but yeah, I mean, give your final, uh, takedown on this. I think, uh, look, color, color, great, great. perfect. I, I could go for more clarity, but, um, coming from the new England guy, if, I mean, if it's, if it's, I'm not so much of a, <laughs> yeah, you're a whatever bitch. anymore. Yeah. If, if I have to be picky about it. Um, so here's, here's what I like when beers are a little bit less carbonated, my IPAs are a little bit less carbonated. I can go for them being a little bit more hazy for some reason. It just makes sense in my head to work out that way. But when they're clear, I want them to be crisp. Um, so maybe this is more appropriate just for the carbonation in my mind. I, I, that's I guess, how it works. Yeah, no, no, I'm just giving you shit. Um, the, the aroma is amazing. Again, I got a big ass ba- blast of uh, berry when I first. Uh, oh, it has like yeah. I, I get the white wine. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't looked. How many of these things have you made? There's been a few shows I haven't been on. I kind of want to know. A like, <laughs> <laughs> couple dozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very I, I have some that I like. Don't remember why I made them. Like you know, we got broke shit, Brian. I really don't. don't even know what the fuck is that? Where the <laughs> that one came from. Um, this one I feel like we should just leave up all the time. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where, where are we? <laughs> um. But yeah. Oh, Jeff is oh, here. Hey. hey, hey. hey. Uh, right, we, we can rip into Jeff's. We've done five beers in a night before. That's how I feel, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is this is one of the uh, the episode styles that we should probably do in person uh, when you know COVID is not so much of a, a concern anymore. <laughs> so we can all split a bottle. <laughs> yes. Go through a good yeah. Of beer or something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, when we can get back together, I can't wait till I, mean, I you know till we can do that safely because I'd love to do like you know a cellar raid. You know, oh. I, I know we've talked about this before. I've got oh. some shit in the basement that's you know eight and ten years old, and 
Uh, I was like, we were going to do a mystery beer episode. Mystery Monday. beer. Yeah. I've got a, I've got I, plenty of those. I'm currently aging like two bottles of Lizard of Cause. Uh, <laughs> so I'd love to open up and have somebody else drink. We, we um, have special guest Kaylee on for that again, too. I, I believe <laughs> she's a fan of that beer, right? I, I believe so. <laughs> if I remember right. You know, when, when founders started their barrel age series that year, I, I like saved everything, you know, so I've got like fruit, Fruitwood and, and Dick Kicker and, uh, and Lizard of Cod. You didn't have Dick Kicker malt liquor? What is, oh yeah, DKML. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DKML. Yeah, I really liked that. Oh, I really liked that beer. Uh, so I like have all that shit, you know, that's like, it's going on <laughs> three or four years old now. Brandon, I might have a THC <laughs> beer from, uh, uh, yeah, one of our club members downstairs. No, that yeah. that's one we need to do on air. But I don't know which one it is. <laughs> oh, Lizard of Cause, Kaylee. Oh yeah, Cause. Um, I was just telling these guys last night. I've got I've got a couple of THC beers in my public beer fridge downstairs. There's so I have, I have multiple beer fridges because I I have a problem. Did you I, just say you have a public beer fridge on air? I do. I do. I'm gonna throw your address up there so I can <laughs> <open. laughs> garage doors open. You can feel free to come in and get whatever you want. It's a fully stocked, uh, ridiculously stocked beer fridge. Um, I was telling these guys, there's I got a couple of THC beers from a buddy, they weren't marked. I threw them in there, I forgot which ones they were. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they're in there. So somebody's going to pull a beer out one of these days and be like, what's this mystery beer? Cool. And then get fucked. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll play be... beer roulette one of these days. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That sounds, yeah, that's, that, that'd be a show uh, <laughs> ga- game show night. That's, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, if you know, I'm not throwing my address up, but if you know where I live, <laughs> you're really always open, help yourself. I used to have a sign on it that usually that literally because there's two beer fridges in the garage. There's there's the public one and then there's the one that you don't touch. And and the public one literally had a sign on it that said, take what you want. I don't give a shit. And the other one said, please come see me before you touch anything. <laughs> it was a nice, you know, it was a nice message, but it was basically don't touch it. <laughs> Any other final impressions? Uh, it is it is a little sweet again. I think if uh, it had all the bubbles I wanted, uh, it would, I wouldn't care. Yeah, um, yeah. I've had some hot butcher beers this week that were probably ten thirty. Um, yeah, so right. I'm not I'm not one to judge sweetness or anything like that. Um, no, I don't think the sweetness is off putting. I think this is strictly I think hot balance malt body uh, aroma everything is there. It's balanced. It's good. It's uh, yes, I did have a dildo on it. It's tasty. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. It just needs more. Uh, it rolled into his- just more carbonation would make me happy. Yes. <laughs> I just a regular dildo. It was. It was, it was, it was fucking, a big fucking dildo. Dildo gate. Yeah, that's what it reminds me. Yeah. No. I. Yep. I'm. I'm with him. I'll, I'll actually say like. Uh, now, granted, you had carbonation problems because of the bottles or whatever. Like, yeah, I'll even say carbonation need to be up. Um. Sweetness is not cloying by any means. It's just no touch on touch on the touch on the sweet side. It's not bad. Uh, definitely something I'd order somewhere. I I think that's appropriate for for the beers that have like the big citrusy, berry, fruity notes and shit like that. Like I I 
think that that sweetness needs to be there to balance sort of those flavors. Like, I don't think that would taste very good dry. So Brandon brews good beer, and and, oh, and he's always. I feel like. I feel like he's always brewing with like New Zealand or Australian hops. Like this is his thing. Like he's out of all the guys in the club. Like I love Nelson. It's one of my favorite hops, but I think Brandon's like the only one that regularly brews with the damn thing. And, um, and this is in that same vein and, and yeah, you brew good beer with that shit. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's saying it, it might have it planned to be about 10, 15. Okay. I would say, yeah, might, might be a, t- you know, a few points higher than that, but um, but who is it's hard to say something yeah it's hard it's hard yeah it's hard to say just off of taste all right oh, jeff. jeff beer Tri- triple double oh yeah so what is triple double is that a triple double clone oh, isn't that a uh it's a double triple double triple double triple I can't remember what he told me because I'm the fucking hold on person. let me let me look on the phone jeff if you texted it to me i apologize for asking but let me so I was gonna I was gonna run through and do a nice little label on it. Um yeah. Wait, I said I have a it's a triple I made. What's the trouble triple cap? He says triple I made in March. He gave me the recipe. Jeff yell yell at me if I'm wrong here, but um this looks like Pilsner. Victory and oh, uh, and then the the hops on that are going to be Pearl, Sterling, and Strissel. So Strissel Uh Workhorse Imperial Yeast. So we're looking at nine percent. Final gravity was ten eleven. All right, I'm gonna. So it is a Belgian triple for sure, right? Is that right? Am I muted? No, no, you're, okay. you're right. You're right. <laughs> I was, I was, I was. I did a quick thing. I was trying to look up how to pronounce the the name on there. I want to say it's called Bruges uh, in Belgium, but I'm not 100 percent sure what, what's on that. Bruges? It's a t- it's a city. Um, in Belgium, oh, brasserie. Um, no, I, so he sent me the he sent me like a beersmith uh screenshot of it, but I can't see the name of it. Just I, I've just got the recipe. Mm. Um, I mean, German hops, I don't know what workhorse yeast is, I'm not familiar with, with that imperial yeast. Uh, let me look it up real quick, that'll kind of give us a heads up if it was, I think it's a Belgian style. So, so all the aroma blew off. <clears throat> I will say when I first opened the bottle, it had a kind of sulfur smell to it. I don't smell it anymore, but I got it out of the bottle when I first opened it, when I was pouring it. It is their Belgian. It's their clean Belgian strain. So. <clears throat> that mic again that. picks up everything. As soon, well, oh, sorry. As soon oh, as you said that, though, I, I crack the I, I crack the bottle and I get I get what you mean. It kind of. I, I, I love you, Jeff, but it kind of smelled like a fart for a second. It doesn't anymore. Nose is all the way in, in the glass, and I don't get that at all. 
So I'm wondering if it was just a, a bunch of like fermentation yeah. in the bottle or something. I don't I'm gonna know. say yeah, I didn't I didn't get anything out of the bottle on me, but then again, I opened it not right underneath my nose. So I did right under the nose. I smelt it, but in the in the glass, in the glass, I get like apples. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I get yeah. that too. Not green apples. I'm talking like red, ripe yeah. apples. Uh, it's got that like Belgian-y sweet smell to it. Yep. The taste is excellent. Um, it's a little spicy and a little alcoholic. Again, I would want it more bubbly. <laughs> mm. <laughs> especially for Brian Seltzer. That's well, especially for a triple. <laughs> I, I, I think triples are supposed to be like you know, pretty effervescent, right? Or whatever. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, this is, uh, in all honesty, I think out of outside of maybe, uh, that's a great um, point. I like your build. I always love the head on your beers. Like when you pour oh. it, it looks, it looks so great. I um, over, there was some sediment in the bottle and I, I over poured and I got cloudy. Outside, outside of, outside of the Bilsner, I think this is like the most carbonated we've had. Um, yeah, I just get that. Ripe apple, farmyard. <laughs> not not like shit, like uh, uh, orchard. Are you sure? You, that's uh, you've been getting a lot of that. Absolutely, <laughs> would be fucking amazing. A little, uh, a little spice and a little alcoholic things. I want on my tombstone. Yeah, thank you, Caleb. <laughs> and then at the bottom, like wear a fucking mask. Like oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> It does have that. It yeah. It's it's mm. like fresh apple. It's got spice and a weird bubblegum kind of. I get like bazooka Joe with. I, uh, I do get the bubblegum. Like, yeah, I, get, I do. I'm getting this like bazooka Joe with bubblegum or uh, with uh, clove. Like uh, I get yep. that. It reminds me of if, if you take a stick of clove gum and a, and a chunk of, of bazooka joe and chew them Is together. clove gum a thing? Yeah. It's got to be, right? You haven't, you haven't had that? I'll find some for you. They, uh, in fact... No, that sounds awful. It, no, it is. It's, delicious. <laughs> it's horribly disgusting. Um, so in Kalamazoo, <laughs> you can find it at Rocket Fizz, but fuck that. Uh, Madawan Candy Company. Um, so for, yeah. for those that are... Uh, Kalamazoo hot sauce enthusiasts. One of our oh, there's a burp for Brian. <laughs> um, one of our Kalamazoo hot sauce enthusiast members, Joe Caparthy. I, mean, I probably just fucked his name up. Anyway, he owns Madawan Candy Company. I'm almost positive I can go down there and find clove gum. Uh, check him out on Facebook, Madawan Candy Company. If you're within eight miles of Madawan, they deliver uh, orders of ten dollars. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And uh, it's a cool little candy shop in Madawan. Joe makes some amazing hot sauce. My, my wife's favorite hot sauce. So I'm gonna give him a shout out. I know he's that, not watching. That, that reminds me when I was in when I was in this is completely off topic. Just a little bit of clove. Uh, when I was in um, the Netherlands, uh, aunt, my wife's family has uh, she, they sell a lot of people over there. Um, so we were going around. And they give us this little candy that's apparently like. Uh, very Dutch, like it's what they it was. It was basically like black licorice and clove. Like together, sounds horrible. <laughs> it was and salty. It was like salty, clovey, black licorice. It was it was very, very interesting. I and I have them on Facebook, so I'm sorry if they see that. I I enjoyed it, um, but it was very unique. Yeah, um, 
There's there's some, there's some old can uh, gums from from like the, the earlier in the 1900s. Uh, I, I think there's like three varieties. There's like Beeman's, there's Clove, and then one called Blackjack. And these are are gums, like sticks of packs of of, of stick gum, and it's Clove, Blackjack is black licorice. Um, <laughs> Yes, I mean family, Jason. Jesus, did I not say family? <laughs> People. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, there's a clove gum that's fucking horrible. There's also a violet candy. Have you ever seen that? What's violet? It tastes candy? like soap. It just tastes like soap. Like suck a fucking bar of soap. Gross. It's people like I don't want to knock it because I hope to have some of these people on, but there there have been people that have done violet beers and it's the same way. It's like lavender. Lavender, sorry. <laughs> lavender violet. <laughs> I'll have to get all the flower. Yeah. <laughs> it just tastes like fucking soap. It tastes it tastes <laughs> like flowery purple. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've had lavender off topic again. I'm terrible at keeping it on topic, but I've had lavender cider before and that was actually pretty good. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm building my home bar. Well, I've got the home bar done, but I'm like buying all of the liquors and stuff. And I, I watch all these, uh, uh, how to drink and, uh, you know, um, educated bar fly or whatever, all these cocktail episodes. Huh. And I've seen a lot of them using this, this, um, uh, special liquor called Violet, and it's it's literally like violet lavender, whatever fucking schnapps or whatever. It, I don't know. Is it is that is that is that is that what you're talking about? Parma violets. <laughs> <It's probably>, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I don't. I like. I see all these recipes. They make the they make the drinks this cool color purple, which my wife really likes. And I'd be like, I'd love to make a purple drinks um, like that. But I just worry that they're going to taste like soap. But you're not drinking them though. Mm. She is. Mm. True. Well, there's those uh, what pea blossom petals or whatever that turn everything like a violet. Yes, purple. pea blossom. You can actually get that in like small concentrate bottles now. I saw it on on a YouTube channel the other day, where you can get like this uh, pea blossom extract that you can. So David Jones, the asshole who's commenting, I mean the the good friend of ours that's commenting, uh, he made a pea blossom beer that was amazing. Like you look at it, one angle, it was purple, and one angle, it was like red blue, and yeah. Where was I going? Cheers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here we are nine percent beer. I was gonna say, yeah, what starting so, off on a ten percent beer? Yes, this. I don't want to say that. <laughs> what is that? I think what that's that? scientific. Glitteria ternite? Is that how you would say that? Glitteris turnti. <laughs> but I actually think that's the name of the flower, right, David? Tell me you're being scientifically correct. Um, it, uh, shit, Jeff. It's a double. It's it's fruity. It's it's funky. If, if you're listening, Jeff, too, what did you mean by it came out thick? Because he said that at one point in time, one of his comments. And uh, is it just like a uh, like yeah, with, I heard thick that. with yeah, two so, C's? Yeah, yeah. 
basically <laughs> there's a belt that came out thick yeah i could i could kind of see that it's got a little heavier on the mouthfeel it's got a lot of body um for sure but but i wonder if like more carbonation wouldn't help that too yeah no problem yeah, I'll just send Brian Seltzer. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> I've got a I've got a on downstairs that I, I serve at like thirty psi. I think I just I just made one of those. Well, it's Dude, not it, you, it's close, but you don't even serve like nitros at fucking thirty psi. I serve my nitros at forty five oh, and beer shit. gas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, it is malty. It's malty. It's it's got a, a, a good heavy body. Um, okay. I'm not super familiar with the the. I'm not a big Belgian fan, so I don't drink a lot of them. Um, I don't know why. Like this is fine. I just when I'm looking at like uh, doubles and stuff like that, I, I tend to pass over them. Uh, I I I love doubles and triples. I love the whole Belgian line. So I, yeah, I, I like I like this. It's not quite hey. like a, a like a, a classic triple. I guess that's why they call it a double triple. <laughs> There's a burp. You for Brian, the, the, the burp tastes uh, the taste delicious. No, I didn't for you. <laughs> no, I appreciate you. The, yeah, the it um. Great. One of my first homebrews was a triple, and uh, yeah, I, I don't. I think that's the last Belgian I brewed now because I didn't enjoy the beer. I, I really like triples. It's just, uh, I don't know. I really don't know, but this makes me want to maybe brew one for the winter now. It's, yeah. uh, I think it's, this is great. It's warming while, while being like bright and alcoholic. Like, uh, it's, it's like a, uh, um, like Belgian golden strong, you know, in, in, in that it's like strong, but still kind of, you know, not too sweet or roasty or anything like that. It's just like a, it's still drinkable while being really high ABV. Yep. I used to brew triples all the time. Triples and heffies. Yep. Triples and heffies. That was <laughs> pretty much had one on rotation all year for like <laughs> four or five years. And I haven't brewed either one of them in probably two years now. Um, but yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> Jeff left me some beer uh, a week or so ago. And I was trying to try it and go through and give him some good feedback on it. And uh, I, on that, Jeff, I know I gave you some feedback on one, and then I got drunk and I kind of fucking <laughs> stopped texting you. Um, so I wish I'm, I'm trying to get educated more on this one because I think it's fine. I think it's it's probably right for style. I mean, like if we're gonna finish and go over the, you know, I think Aroma was beautiful. Uh, you know, the the the, the apple orchard. Um, uh, you know, kind of farm uh, smells that I got off of it were great. The, the the body is really good. The spiciness is really unique and interesting. I don't mind the carbonation level. All of my initial impressions are like gone, like all the aromas that I smelled and everything like that. It's all replaced with stuff that's like delicious, you know, example of a, of a triple. So I don't know what that was all about. So looking this up, doubles are supposed to be kind of dark and yep. brown and malty, and triples are supposed to be that pale gold. Yeah, that's yeah, it's definitely got so the look of a triple. triple. Uh, who, said, who said double? 
It's on the well. The name of it's double triple. It, well, so is it? Ah, uh, whatever. Um, I guess so maybe that's the, the question for him. Why is it called double triple? So the, the triple, triple double be, yeast. Uh, this triple seems to be higher, like nine percent. The range on it is supposed to only top out at like in the seven and a half range. Um, it's hazy oh. is acceptable. Uh, the sweetness. It's saying low sweetness from a, a pale golden malt. There shouldn't be any noticeable, uh, perceptible hop flavors or sweetnesses. So I'm getting sweetness. I'm not getting any hops. Okay. Yeah, no hops, but yeah, it's definitely pretty sweet. Yes, David, yes. More carbonation, more attenuation. Um. So it does say the head should be dense and moose-like. Brewing sugar may be used to lighten the body. Hot malt character should be balanced, and the overall beer uh, flavor may finish sweet, though any sweet finish should be light. So I think, think that's maybe just like a slight head problem just because of the carbonation, but... Right. Yeah, yeah, that might be. I mean, I could, I could. Then again, maybe it's you, the horn. You have your special horn. It's yeah. the magic horn. It is magic, man. Like, <laughs> even, even the lacing on that thing makes it look like I don't get anything like that on my glass. And I, I no. washed this thing before I started the show tonight. No, I'm getting, but just great fruity esters uh, from the Belgian styles. Yep. Um, but you know. I think I get more apple on the nose, but maybe I am getting some banana, clove, warming. Uh, definitely get a lot of banana and clove on the finish. Yeah. It's tasty. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, good Thank final you. versions. Yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. So we're, we're just over an hour here. I don't know if we need to open another one. Um, Sounds like we do. Okay, <laughs> I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> no, Brandon wanted to taste the fucking porter. Let's fuck the rest of my night and drink porter. <laughs> I'm, wor I'm working from home tomorrow, so I'm I'm good. <laughs> That's right, Brian. I'm gonna need you to go in the office. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, think that means you have to work at his place, right? Isn't that? <laughs> Not, not after making him open this. I can't imagine uh, he's going to have a pleasant morning. No, this is this is one I'll have to... I might open up a little later. I told my wife I would uh, share it with her. This, the berry? Yeah, the blackberry porter, yeah. Anything oh, with fruit, she's into. So. And I know Brandon it, makes good beer. What's that? Oh, yeah, I, said, I said, let's just not open it then. We, no, we no, okay. we, we can. Well, then let's, what are you going to taste? Me? To... I'm just. I'm gonna finish. Uh, I'm gonna finish this off first. I'll. I'll taste it. Absolutely. I just want to <laughs> let my wife know that I'm gonna open it. Uh, Brandon says. Oh. Brandon says, rip it apart. So, all right. All right. Let's go. do it. Jason, uh, if you don't want to finish it, get Murray up here. Does blind, your cat blind drink drunk beer? Cat. Yeah, I've got my door shut, so he can't come oh. in here. <laughs> <laughs> you have to give your cat away from your beer? <laughs> no, he just gets very, like, when the show starts, he's like, play fetch with me. Let's, you know, let's go. Um, that said, I drank a lot of beer, and uh, I'm going to pull one of these. So when, when we have guests on and stuff, we always talk about, like, if one of us disappears, oh, don't say anything, because uh, um, we're really going to pee. Uh, so that's like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll hold the fort down with the porter. 
I try to keep water on hand to uh, at least clean my glass. I'm really bad about drinking. That's actually a good idea. It. Although but... I did bring water, but it is um, pomplamoose sparkling water. <laughs> well, while uh, while Jason's gone, we can analyze fruit. the uh, my tap water. <laughs> the it's a little yellow. I, I blame that on the triple. Yeah. Oh, how do you? I guess it's since we, you know, since we're talking about water, how do you um, mineralize your your carbonated water. So, uh, I basically somewhere online in the depths of the internet is a whole spreadsheet, um, that somebody put together that mimics different regions or no, not even different regions, different like companies, uh, like waters and, and maybe regions too. And so, um, when I make my my just sparkling water, I basically just like find one like you know uh, what's what's a really popular one is Perry 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 yeah yeah uh, it's like okay you know some of this and some of that and swirl it up and put it on tap and hope for the best um, for for hard seltzer uh, I'm I don't have the experience there. I, I made a whole fucking Facebook post about mm -hmm. it on Keepers the other day. and uh, You did? Yeah, I, was, I didn't see that. Well, no, not post, a comment thread, I guess. It was a... Uh, you, you commented on that. It was... Uh, who made that hard seltzer? Ev uh, Evan. Evan, Evan, yeah. And he said it went good. Um, it, he, he drank it all, or him and his family or whoever, but... Uh, yeah, I, I have finished this double, double, triple, triple, double, triple. <laughs> you were wrong. Trouble, <laughs> trouble, triple, That's double, a, trouble. It's exactly what that beer tastes like. Trouble, because <laughs> it goes down too easy, and it's nine percent. It does. It does. It's very easy drinking. So I, I would say, uh, good job, Jeff. Uh, I, I feel I like, like beer. I like beer. I like I like beer. <laughs> I like beer. I, I feel like we are are probably our reviews went way down. Jeff, I'm sorry. I feel like that that may have down. that may have been. Oh, that's Very a tough good. one to call. Do we start with a higher ABV and then move down afterwards, or do we start low and then keep going? As <laughs> I don't, when you got eight beers on deck, like I have, just happen to have. This is like a. Like, I don't. I don't even remember what like the lumens on this thing is. It's a, a through night TC12 uh, flashlight. Like it, it'll basically shine out like half a mile. I swear. So I want to see if I turn this up to full blast. If this beer has any like purple to it or anything like that. That is. Yeah, that's quite dark. Hold my so I want to ask Brandon since you're watching. It's not gonna um, go through. That's, that's no, a thick one. Brandon, why do you call the supporter not a stout? Because we've already done this before. There's no fucking difference. So you're wrong, whatever you say. But, um, <laughs> if you look at it through the light, it has a very like light brown sort of look to it. It's not actually jet black. <clears throat> it's a thick boy, though. It is a thick boy. I, I'm calling it a blackberry stout. I do. I, just, I uh. Do you get do you get any berry or fruit on the nose? I get like chocolate. 
coffee and no, like a, a little bit. Do a drive by. I think you might be okay. Going yeah, yeah. too deep. You get a little bit, a little bit berry. I do get a lot of chocolate, dark, thick, heavy. It's it smells like it's got it's it smells like stouty. Definitely a stout. Oh, this porter bullshit. I uh, what yeast, Brandon? Was it um, D. Butter black malts, seven percent. Finished at ten sixteen. All right. It's um, it's roasty. Oh, that's it is. I would definitely call that more of a stout than a porter. Not the again. Why though? Why? No fucking... I was just gonna say, like we've already said, there's no difference. I don't. I don't think that that. Ooh, gonna, the berry taste lingers. That's really yeah. Nice. Um, I don't. I don't find that I ever taste roast in porters. I usually taste more chocolate and coffee. It's not a. It's not always a thing, but like in in stouts, I find that. Um, I find I want more body and maybe more roast. And so that's how I define, that's my head canon, you know, uh, style guidelines. Um, Drew, I'm trying to, just to pound it. Yeah. You can suck a horse peanut. Um, What was I going to say? Uh, what's the ABV? Eight, seven percent. That it doesn't taste like seven percent at all. I think that. Hold on. So, here's here's how I describe the beer. I describe it as very balanced in all aspects, as far as like malt, hops, and fruit goes. But I actually don't think I would prefer it that way in the future. Like. I would want it to be um, very fruit forward with lingering like chocolatiness or, or something like that. Um, and, and maybe like a little bit more sweet or something. Um, the carbonation for once for me, I don't think is um, over or under or anything like that. I think no. it's perfect. <laughs> surprise. Congrats. Surprise. Congrats, Brandon. <laughs> Holy shit. You satisfied Brian, but yeah, for, for again, that's With like carbonation. Well, no. So again, that's, that's what I would want out of this beer. That's just, um, what I was hoping for going into it for what Brandon says he wanted a dark blackberry beer, but, um, like, like I could see this being, I could see it being like a blackberry Schwartz beer or something like that. And being like, awesome. Like it's very close to that almost. Um, Oh yeah. I yeah. Have hops, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you wouldn't have told us it was a blackberry beer, I don't think I would have picked up on blackberry. Like I, I don't know. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm. I'm forcing blackberry into it. Uh, I don't know what extract you use or or what you use to uh, flavor it. You said you're saying flavoring. Um, you yeah, know, I do. A, I do a raspberry stout, and I put a lot of fucking raspberries in it, and. Uh, and, and raspberry is super perceptible. So maybe I give you one of those, Brandon, you can try it and see it's shit right now. Cause it's a little old, but 
Um, I don't I don't get enough of the fruit. So I think if you're calling it a fruited stout, <clears throat> you need a quadruple the fruit. I think yeah, that might that might be true. I think you know blackberry is a little deeper of a flavor than raspberry, and that might be blending with the black malts a bit more. I mean, I'd definitely pick out that there's some sort of fruit in here, but yeah, I think the level of dark malts mixing with those deep blackberry flavors might be kind of either competing or covering each other up a little bit. And that's why I almost think like the malts, the dark malts have a, a good balance there. And, and, and the darkness, like the dark malts can give that chocolatey flavor and can give that, I think almost fruity characteristic, especially depending on your final gravity uh, and the, and the latent sweetness there. I think that you can, um, you can get some of that sweetness. And so I, I think that might be where it's coming from. Uh, so you use three pounds of blackberry and uh, amaretti blackberry flavoring. And and the amaretti flavoring is awesome stuff. I was I was gonna say, like actually I, if I were to if I were to try this, I might just actually skip adding the regular blackberries and maybe up the flavoring a bit more. So normally when I do a raspberry stout, I do 10 pounds of raspberries. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, yeah, that's a good. So maybe go the opposite. Don't listen to me. Listen to this guy. Well, no. It's <laughs> and so since since then, since I've, I, the last time I brewed the raspberry stout, I've started playing with the, uh, like the Lorraine, we talked about it on uh, um, the homebrew meeting last night, the Lorraine oils. Yep. And I actually have uh, blackberry Lorraine oil uh, brand. And if you want to try, I've got like, I fucking bought a four ounce bottle, buddy. So I've got enough hundred yeah. pounds of beer. Um, so if you want to try that, I'll, I'll give you a, a couple milliliters of it. <clears throat> but it's just just going for a a, a a stout or a porter. Sorry, it's fine. It's fucking fine, dude. You're a clean brewer. It's really yeah. good. Not getting any so off flavors. I'm actually tempted to go down and get like the. The blackberry oil and like put like a, a drop in it, but the drop would be way too much for a glass. So <laughs> do that. you can uh, you can do what they <laughs> you can do what some people do with you. Have you heard the whole like olive oil versus like oxygenation and like your wart and stuff like that? Like discussion. That's a topic for another episode or something. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, take a toothpick, dip it in the oil. Oil. And dip it in the beer, yeah. You know, so I've heard that, right? A toothpick of olive oil in your beer will... Are we getting into this? <laughs> well, we are. Here we go. I... Yeah, here we go. <laughs> I think it's fucking this stupid. Is, this is fucking it. Uh, <laughs> that's all. So if you think a toothpick of fucking olive oil is going to uh, clear uh, whatever ox accidental oxidation you might do to your beer... Um, it's it's a different thing. It's it's not to clear the oxidation. It's to it's as a replacement for oxygen before your beer ferments. Um, was the, was oh, the discussion? I, you might be thinking of potassium sorbate. No, I, I maybe I just read it wrong. Oh, okay. I, I think I probably read the headline of it and went, "Those guys are fucking idiots," and I moved on. As <laughs> I, I thought that they were referring to like putting it in and it'll absorb like those uh, got it. that oxygen flavor. Yeah, but you're I think, talking uh, about like a. Are you talking about then like from a nutrient standpoint, like it's going to help the yeast? Fatty and emo acids, I think, or something like that. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, yeah. It, it basically, just like an oxygen replacement. So new, I think it was New Belgium put out the paper years ago, and they used it as an oxygen replacement when they were propagating their yeast. And then homebrewers read it, and they're like, "Fuck, we don't have to oxygenate our beer anymore. We'll just take a toothpick and." fucking stick that in our beer and people still do it to this day and swear by it um and um i don't know yeah i agree some people some people say oh no it has no you know issues with my head retention and some claim that their head retention does go to shit but their beer tastes better and it's all fucking anecdotal bullshit do whatever you need to do to make your beer taste good and yeah it's whatever it really might be a thing and i really do think that it can be helpful for uh, yeast health if you're pouring out the supernatant and shit and just pitching the yeast so that's whatever i'm drunk enough to not give a shit right now yeah yeah so hey we went there i really did I, I i read it at least right now i really did re- all i'm remembering is something about it can like remove the adverse effects of oxygenation or whatever and i don't know <laughs> whatever. Brandon, yeah. it's, good. it's a fine fucking port it's a, it's a fine yeah. fucking yeah. beer man yeah it's it's good i will say my wife just came down and picked some up she she tried it and she she enjoyed it so good job and she you know, after having a kid has been moving further and further away from beer. So good job on you. She liked it. Yeah. I think it's fine. It's tasty. Uh, the carbonation is good. The body is good. The malt balance hop characteristic is good. I just don't get enough blackberry. Like if it's a fruit style, I want more fruit. I, I, I could totally agree with that. Um, I could, I could even go with more body too. more, more body and more fruit. And like, I, don't know. I, I totally get the fruit. It's there. Like it, yep. it lingers for me. Um, I can't really smell it as much as I can taste it. Um, it's yeah, not, I couldn't say that I would be able to pick out blackberries specifically, but I, I, mean, I can tell that there was fruit there for sure. Yeah. Time to break out the seltzers. How do you yeah, guys feel I, about if, that? Oh, yeah. If no, I had I them right now, I'd be slamming them. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one. I've got one that's finishing fermenting right now. I, I, in fact, later tonight, um, probably going to be taking a grav reading on it, see if that's uh, uh, finished up or if it, if at least it started fermentation again. Um, but otherwise, I'll be doing another nutrient addition. I yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about Omega's uh, nutrient package. Yes, I'm super lazy, and I just think that's awesome. I didn't get to say it while the guy was there, but like proper starters in itself like especially now that i don't like have as much time as i used to um and i didn't make starters as much beforehand but like a large part of it was well using the kitchen to to make you know some work and whatnot but having a proper starter available like doing that is just going to make things a lot easier and then having that proper proper seltzer nutrient addition that will be coming out uh, relatively soon uh, will be an awesome. Like, I will buy a few packs of that off the bat for sure. Hell yeah. Well, any parting words? Jens, it's been an hour and a half. Um, I can't believe the show went on for an hour and a half. So thank you all for sticking around with us <laughs> just as we fucking drink four beers and talk about them for fucking. Yeah. <laughs> and it was five. Um, but sure. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
I agree. We're working on one. Uh, So we we will be back next Monday. We may have a guest. We may not. I will figure that out this week. Uh, Kind of how this week came about. Yeah, we we have a we have a couple guests lined up. We just need to work out time slots. So yeah, Yeah, with holidays coming up, it's getting a little crazy. So um, we are going to be here at least every Monday through the end of the month. Um, It's just maybe it may be this again. It may be us. Maybe I guessed. It may be. Uh, fucking repeat from somebody that we can pull in last minute, but um, we're going to keep doing this because we're having a blast. Absolutely. So, outro? You going to try this? Are we going to not talk during the outro this time? Yeah. Yeah. We, we have we have it we have an even more a better uh, intro and maybe even an outro coming soon too. So, yeah, we've uh, got. Oh, we should do that. Like, uh, is it Ripjaw Media? Ripjaw yes, Media. Yeah, Ripjaw yeah. Media. Ripjaw Media is going to help us and 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 fix us so that it's not embarrassing and that you don't have the overly loud uh, intro music with the black screen that just leads to a cool logo and the outro music or the outro with no music where you can actually hear us talking shit after I hit the button. Um, <laughs> so hopefully near the end of the month we're going to hook up with with uh, with Ripjaw Media and film some shit and get a cool. Uh, intro and outro and uh, a neat segment for when Brian goes all science on you guys, I can fucking throw it up. So I'm saying we need, we need to have a soundboard at some point. I'll pick one of those up. So that way I'll run the soundboard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But that's (laughs) it. Cheers. Cheers guys. Thank you again for sticking around. Thank you for all the beer for everyone else that uh, gave us beer and we'll do more of this in the future. Have a good night.